Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're delighted that you've joined us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your hearts and minds as we enter God's Word. Good morning. Thank you for being here today for this time of worship. Earlier this week, Robin from the church office called me and said, Doug, I need you to give me a, a little biographical description of yourself that would, I don't need a long one, she said, just something would make people want to hear you preach. <laughs> I said, Robert, I'm not sure that's possible. <laughs> Reminded me of a story that when I was in seminary, a professor told about, uh, my preaching professor told about a, another preaching professor who told his students he wanted them to come up with sermon titles that would make people, if they were riding down the street and they saw the church marquee, they were riding down the street on a bus, would want to make them get off the bus and hear that sermon preached. And this one old country boy, probably named Doug, tried several times, and he couldn't come up with much. But finally, when the professor became sort of exasperated with him, the only thing he could come up with was this. You better get off, the bus is on fire. That was pretty ingenious, maybe on his part. It would make me want to get off the bus and listen to about anything if my bus was on fire. I'm going to share this morning about bringing people to Jesus Christ. And a lot of the worship we have been through so far has centered on that very theme. And as we begin this service today, I want to ask you to do this, if you would please. Think of the person that is one of your dear friends, maybe a family member, that as far as you know, that person is not a believer in Jesus Christ, but you would love, you would absolutely love for that friend, that family member, whomever it would be, to become a part of God's family, just like you did and just like I did, when by grace through faith we trusted in Jesus Christ. Think of that person just now. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That means that friend of yours, that family member of yours, maybe it's more than one. Maybe it's an entire family that you're thinking of at this time. And during this service today, I want you to be very cognizant in your own self of how you could help bring that person to know Christ. Now, no doubt you've done that many times in your life. I know there are people that my wife and I have prayed for years for their salvation, and we're still praying today. As long as there's life, there's hope. Maybe you've been doing that for a long time. But maybe God's going to impress upon you today through His Holy Spirit, through something that's said in this worship service today that would cause you to realize maybe there needs to be another way, another approach, another, somehow, another way to get that person to Jesus Christ. I'm going to read a very familiar Bible story today, one that has intrigued me since I was a little kid, 
about four men who brought one of their friends to the feet of Jesus and the ingenious way that they used to do that. I'm going to read the story of Jesus preaching and the house was so full that there wasn't room to get in. Even the doorway was crowded where no one else could get in. There wasn't any way that you could work yourself through the crowd and elbow the people out of the way. It just wasn't possible, especially if there were four of you and you were carrying somebody else that you wanted to see Jesus Christ. They didn't let a little opposition, a little handicap, a little trap maybe in front of them. They didn't let all of that deter them in what they were trying to do. They were so insistent upon getting their friend to the feet of Jesus that they tore a hole in the roof. The families in that day lived in houses. Most of them had flat roofs and they were made with some beams across from side to side and about three feet in between. Maybe they had to put brush and limbs and things and then on top of that they would put clay and I'm told that uh, in some, on some of those houses in that day, because they used that as a place to go and to meditate and, and a place where they could just be away and alone. But some of those even grew grass on them. And so it was, a, it was not the easiest thing to do, but it wasn't impossible to do. And they really weren't uh, tearing up the roof like they would do on our houses today with whatever kind of roofing we might have. It was something that could be repaired and restored in a short length of time maybe. I'm not sure if they got permission to do it or not. But when they got to the house and they couldn't get in, I don't know who suggested it. The Bible doesn't say. But they went up on the roof and they found a spot where they knew was right in front of where Jesus was. God works all of these things out. And so they began to tear the roof apart. And you can imagine what that would do to the crowd that was there. What if you were in someone's house and it was totally packed with people and you were listening to someone share some kind of message? What was Jesus preaching about that day? I don't know. Wouldn't that be interesting to know what he was talking about as these people were up on the roof tearing apart? And you could almost hear Jesus saying, because Christ knew what was going on, and he's almost saying, don't, don't worry, folks. They couldn't get in, so they found another way to get a person here. So I can heal the person, so I can forgive their sins. But you can imagine the debris falling. You can imagine them trying to stay out of the way and brushing out of their hair and wonder what in the world is happening. And they finally get it apart, and they've sort of got a little pallet made where this guy's on, I'm sure, and each one with some kind of rope in their hands letting down that man right in the front of Jesus Christ And Christ said to him, as he saw their faith, the Bible tells us, Christ said to him, brother, your sins are forgiven. And of course, there were those around Pharisees and others who were just looking for a way to somehow get at Jesus Christ. And they said, who does this guy think he is? God alone can forgive sins. God can't forgive sins. This man can't forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus, knowing what they were saying, said to them, what's it easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or to 
take up your bed and walk. Well, they knew what would be the easiest thing to say. They knew that. He did too. But Jesus explained himself what he was doing and went about the process not only of healing the man, but also forgiving his sins and making him a part of the family of God. And now I read the story that you're so familiar with found in Mark chapter 2. And when he returned to Capernaum, Capernaum was a little hamlet on the northwest shore of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, If you've ever been over in uh, that uh, country and ever been uh, toured around, you might probably went to Capernaum. It was never a large place, but it was a place of significance for Jesus. He centered a lot of his ministry around Capernaum. And it also was a place where Peter was from. And uh, some have conjectured that maybe Peter's house was where Jesus was preaching. The Bible doesn't say that. But he turned, returned to Capernaum, and after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, My son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like this? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they were questioning within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. There's a lot of things that we could say about this story and about these men. But there are some things that are fundamental that we all would understand, I'm sure. Number one is the simple fact that these folks, these men, somehow had decided and they had conviction that their friend needed to be at the feet of Jesus Christ because he had a need that only Christ could meet. And so they had somehow made that commitment, we're going to get this man to Jesus Christ. Now, I wondered if the man was really excited about going. You know he wanted to walk. You know he was concerned about that. And when they got to the house and they couldn't get in, I wonder if he said to them, fellas, I appreciate what you all have done, but why don't we just wait till everything's finished and he's through and maybe as he's leaving the house this evening, he'll have opportunity to come by and we can see him then. They went up on the roof and began to tear it apart so that they might let this man down at the feet of Jesus Christ. They said, we've come this far, and we're not going to be denied. 
we're going to get him in the presence of Jesus so his needs can be met. I don't know if they realized or not that Jesus Christ was going to forgive his sins. I don't know if they were cognizant of the fact that that's what he's going to do first of all. But that's what Jesus Christ did. You know, everything that we as Christians do in our churches should so be designed that it is just somehow some kind of a cot, some kind of a a bed to get people to Jesus Christ who alone can really meet their needs. Whatever we do in our church services, worship, Bible study, missions, stewardship of our resources, everything that we do. We've got a team now in Haiti. Why do we do that? Because we have a fundamental belief that people without Christ need Christ because they are damned for eternity unless they have Jesus Christ. We have a fundamental belief about that. And we think that what we're trying to do is to make a commitment to get people to Jesus Christ. What about your friend that you're thinking about or your friends that you're thinking about now? What would it take for you to be able to get them at the feet of Jesus Christ where he could meet their needs? We need to use all of the resources, all of the means, everything that God's given to us as a church and how God has blessed this church. This is one of the great churches in our city, as you well know. If you don't, you should know that. But God has blessed us in ways we're not even aware of. And and He hasn't done that because we're so good and we're so deserving of it. He's done that so that Westport Road in return will be a good steward of all that God's given to us to reach other people with the gospel. That's what he wants us to do. We're not here just to have a rally session every Sunday morning and and listen to a wonderful sermon that Brother Chip preaches to us, and he does that regularly, as you know. And the worship services make you feel good. I, I know I sit back there. I participate in them. But it's not a rally for us just to come and to pat each other on the back. It really is intended to help us to come together to be filled with His love and His presence and His power to go back out into all of the avenues that all of us, seven or eight hundred of us, will go in this next week and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tell others about Christ. Find a way to get others to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Our Bible study is the same way. It's it's not just so we can know more about the Bible. Jesus is not going to, I don't think, judge us on how well we know the Bible, but he is going to judge us on how well we live out the Bible what we do with what we know. And so our Bible study program, our missions program, our youth ministry, our children's ministry, our, all the things that we do are just stretchers that we're making to somehow bring people to Jesus Christ. And we need to give 
emphasis to that as we serve him. They're just stretchers to bring men and women, boys and girls, to Jesus Christ to come to know him as Lord and Savior. But these guys wanted to get this man not to the elders of the city of Capernaum. They didn't want to get this man to any other group of people there in Capernaum. They wanted to get this man to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Savior of God, the Savior of man, the Son of God. Not not just people who were able to walk to get there, but even people that could not get there unless somebody helped them. I wonder how many people around us, just around our general vicinity, area where Westport Road Baptist Church is located, couldn't come to an 11 o'clock or a 9.30 worship service on their own. They would have to depend on somebody to get them here. We, we want to preach the gospel, share the gospel with everybody, regardless of race, creed, or color. But they all can't come at the particular time that we have. What would we do? How much would we be willing to go outside the lines, color outside the lines, or get outside the box in order to reach people with the gospel? We've done it this way all along. This is the way we're going to continue to do it. Bringing all people to Jesus Christ. Think of them. Think of all the people around us. There are other good churches in this area as well that are trying to reach people, and they're doing a good job, many of them. But all of us together, there's more people out here in this end of Jefferson County than our churches could hold if everybody decided to come one Sunday. There's no way they could get in. There's no way. I know because I see most of them on Westport Road every week when I drive. and There ain't no way. <laughs> There's too many of them. They said this fellow can't go. For some reason he's bedridden. But we don't know what his condition was. He might have been a wealthy man. He might have been a poor man. He might have at one time been a community leader he may never have been a community leader. He may have been somebody that most of the people never knew. That doesn't matter. Whether he was a, a socially misfit or whether he was active in the community or whether everybody knew him, they said, we're not going to let this man miss out on the opportunity to meet Jesus because we know Jesus can help this man. We understand that. We know that. And we're going to do what we can to get him there. They thought his greatest need was to be able to walk. And if I'd have been in his condition, I might have thought the same thing about myself. But Jesus knew that he had a need to be forgiven. He had a need to come to know Christ as his Lord and Savior. His greatest need was a spiritual need. And so Christ met the spiritual need, then he met the physical need and brought healing to this man. We think the same thing today. We think our greatest need is, you name it, whatever it might be that we have in our life. If we're a part of God's family, our greatest need has been met through Jesus Christ. That's exactly right. 
But even those of us who are Christian today, we stand in need of His grace and His love every day, don't we? Every day. We stand in need of God's forgiveness and His cleansing and of His restoration of our our commitment to Him so that we can be used to bring other people to Jesus Christ. We're not going to let the opportunity pass for this person, for this family, for these friends. We're not going to let the opportunity pass for us to get them to Jesus Christ. And I believe with all of my heart that if you and I, as members of Westport Road Baptist Church, would do our part in bringing men and women, boys and girls here, who need Jesus Christ through the ministry of Westport Road Baptist Church and the Bible study and the worships on Sunday morning and the discipleships that we have during the week, if we get people involved in those things, those people will be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe with all of my heart that's what we're trying to do at Westport Road Baptist Church. We're making every effort to do just that. Think about that person again that you're praying for even as we go through this worship service today. What can I do? God, show me a way that I could get them to come to be a part of a worship service, of a Bible study, of a small group that we can discuss and they can learn what it means to be a part of the family of God. They had to do whatever they had to do. It may not be the easiest thing for you to try to reach your friend, your family member, your neighbor, whomever it might be. You might say, oh, Doug, if you only knew what they think, if you only knew how they believe, if you only knew what they, how they live today, if you only knew. But you know what? The Bible teaches us all in many places Nothing's impossible with God. He has all power. He does things that no one else can do. But we have to be willing to go. We have to be willing to do our part to help bring people to Jesus Christ by whatever means it might be. And I don't know what the means might be that we have to invoke in our own life I don't know how many changes I need to meet so that I could bring people, more people, to know Jesus Christ. But whatever I have to do, would I be willing to do it? Would I dare step out on faith? Would I dare, would I dare to be refused by this person that I'm praying for? Even to be laughed at or mocked or something. What would I do? What would I be willing to do? to bring people to Jesus Christ. I don't know what, what it takes in your situation. I don't even know what it would take in my situation. But somehow, if we go, if we go, God brings people to Jesus Christ. We're bringing them to Christ that they might become a part of the family of God. We're not bringing them to Westport Road Baptist Church so we can show off our facilities and their nice facilities. We're not bringing them so we could somehow talk to them about how great people are in this church, and they are. But we're bringing them here to meet Jesus Christ.
It's not about us, it's about Him. He's the one that does the heavy lifting. He's the one that has the power. He's the one who has the will. He's the one who, who has promised. If people will come to Him, He will not turn them away. The ultimate goal of these men who brought their buddy was to get him to the feet of Jesus Christ, whatever it takes. Even if we've got to tear part of the roof out, that's what we're going to do. We're going to be willing to do that. That's why we're in business as a church, and it's not a business, but that's why we're here. That's what we're about as a church. The church is as you've heard people say through the years, it, it is true. It, it's not a, a rest home for saints. It's a hospital for sinners. We're here to reach people that do not know Christ. You know what? I, in today's world, people don't have the traditions that you and I have. Many of them have never been in a Bible-believing church where the gospel is preached where people are invited to come just as they are. They won't all look like we look. They won't dress like we dress. They might not even talk like we talk. But there are people that Jesus died for, that he loves just as much as he loves you and me. They, they, it's, it's all kinds of people living around us that need to know the Lord. What a difference in this man they brought to Jesus. They were carrying him somehow on some kind of little man-made cot or pallet or something that they were bringing him down the road. Where are you guys going? Uh, we're going down here and take our friend to, so Jesus Christ can heal him. Man, have you been down? We just left. That's a bigger crowd. We can't even get into where we can hear what, he, what he's saying. And there's more people coming all the time. You might as well turn around and go back. No, we're going to take our buddy because he needs Jesus Christ. We're not going to give up so easy because anybody can quit. We're going to keep going because that's what we feel like God wants us to do. They did. They did their part. Jesus, when he saw their faith, their faith, he didn't say just the faith of the man. He said their faith. These men believed Jesus was the answer to their friend's problem because he was the answer to their life. And he still is today. He is this very day. What a difference it made in this man's life when he left the house. The Bible says, and I read you a few minutes ago where it said, the man picked up his bed immediately and went out before them all. And the people said, we have, we have never seen anything like this. What a difference Jesus makes. What a difference Jesus makes. In one of my churches I was pastoring, family started visiting a man and wife, second marriage for both of them. And uh, when uh, they came forward after a few services and I had visited with them and they made their commitment to Christ, when I first visited with them, I said, what made the difference? What, 
What was it that caused you to see your great need of Jesus Christ? And this man spoke up very, very quickly and said, You know, there was another man in our church that had just become a Christian about a year before. His name was Doug. He became a Christian, and they worked together. He and this guy worked together. He said, I've worked with Doug for years. And he told me that he had started going to church and he'd become a Christian. And he said, I saw what a difference that made in his life. He said, Doug was a different man. He didn't talk like he used to. He didn't act like he used to. He was totally different. And I thought, if God can do that for him, I wonder if he would do that for me. Yes, he will. He really will. If we bring them to Jesus so that they know him. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. That should be our theme. It's wonderful to come to worship on Sunday mornings and to fellowship with God's people in this wonderful church. It's, it's good to see friends. It, it's just a wonderful experience. And the worship services, they're, they're wonderful. I bask in them. I glory in them. They're, but that's not really why we're coming here. We're coming here to be filled so we can go back out and spend and bring others to Jesus Christ. Yes, Westport Road has a wonderful campus, facilities, staff, and the church people are wonderful people. We have good discipleship, worship, Bible study, missions, music, My, do we ever have good music in this church? I mean, everything that we have, I think, is good. God's touching lives every day through the ministry of Westport Road Baptist Church. He is touching lives. He's making a difference. He is taking people that are sinners like you and me and making them into men and women of God. And daily touching their lives and doing things in their life. But as we bring this message to a close today, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Are you concerned about bringing others to Christ? Remember that person I asked you to think about at the beginning of the service? What would you do to help that person come to know Christ that you maybe have tried many times before or you'll try a different way or whatever? What would you do? And and I guess the, the real question I want to ask all of us, including myself, have you, have I, taken hold of the corner to do what I can, the corner rope with my friends at the other corners? Have I taken a hold of that 
to do my part to bring people to Jesus Christ? It's as simple as that. You say, Doug, you don't know me. I, I can't really talk to people about Christ and becoming a Christian, or I, I can't, I can't, I can't. And how many of us could join you there? But could you be willing to pick up one corner of the pallet? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time to share your gospel. You love us so much, and we're so unworthy. Dear God, forgive us where we failed you. Forgive us when we failed to pick up our corner of the pallet. We weren't concerned about bringing that person to Christ. Help us to make a commitment today. We'll do whatever it takes to bring people to Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you stand with us, please? Brother Josh is going to be down front. Maybe you're here today, and maybe you're the one on the pallet. Would you be willing to let some of your friends bring you to Christ today to meet Him? And would you be willing as a Christian? to do your part, whatever it takes, to bring people to Christ. As we sing this hymn of commitment, you come. I came to you with my heart in pieces and found the God with healing in his hands I turn to you put everything behind me and found the God that makes all things new I look to you drowning in my questions and found the God who holds all wisdom I trusted you and stepped out on the ocean. You caught my hand among the waves, cause you're the God of all my days. Each step I take, you make a way, and I will give. Stay.
Amen. May you hear that truth today, that in our blindness, God is our vision. In our bondage, God is our freedom. And that life we've experienced in Jesus Christ. May we go out with peace. May we go out with power through his spirit. May we go out with open eyes to see who will be the person. Maybe God's already mentioned to you today whose name came to mind. But keep your eyes open. Who's the person that God's going to bring into your path this week if we will be open to help be a carrier of their palate to help bring them to Jesus. Thank you, Doug, for that word this morning. Friends, may you go in peace to love and serve our Lord today. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Keyword, MyWRBC. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening, and join us next week for another message from God's Word.